0: in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you for this wonderful time together. We love you, Jesus. We love you so much. And we ask you to minister to us today by the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for giving us ears to hear. We thank you, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, giving us eyes to see what you're saying to us right now. And that Holy Spirit, we come in agreement with this word that it's going to change us like never before. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence here and we just give you praise and going honor, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. You can turn in your Bibles to uh, Matthew 16, verse 17. Uh, and as you're turning there, I want to say this about prayer tonight. We are kicking this off. It's going to be the first Sunday of every month from 6 to 7. That is a starting point. That's not the finished product. I believe a church that prays, we get to see some previews amen. of things to come. Prayer works, y'all. Did y'all know that? Amen, when you ask God to do something for you, you know, he don't just say, well, I don't know about it. No, he He says, you know, all his promises are yes and amen. That's right. That means when we pray the word, when we go before God, he will answer our prayers. You're not talking to a ghost. He's for real. But anyway, tonight from 6 to 7, I'll come in, share a little bit about prayer. We're going to have some prayer points to where we actually target our prayers, uh, primarily probably on our, our nation and in other churches and whatever the Lord has for us to pray about. And then we're just going to have some music playing. And the way I usually like to do prayer, okay, And the reason why I like to establish some guidelines is because I know people uh, come from different backgrounds, so I want to kind of get everybody under one umbrella here to where we have a focus and we're going in the right direction. But I like to leave the microphone kind of up here on the podium and let you guys just pray uh, what comes to y'all's heart. Y'all may have China come to your heart. You may have, you know, um, I mean, the nation of Israel or something. I don't know. You may have something come up in your heart. And we want to kind of join together and believe God that something's going to happen. Because you serve a big, big God, a huge God. And I'm telling you, he wants to do some big things. So anyway, before we get started, I wanted to kind of share the definition of unity because as we look around the world today, and sadly as we look around at the church world today, the one thing we don't see that well is unity. Would y'all not agree? There's a lot of division in the world. There's a lot of division in the house of the Lord. And that division in the house of the Lord is directed by who? Who? Who is behind trying to get the church to be divided, be angry at each other, upset with each other? It's the devil. He wants to divide and conquer the church. That's his number one goal. Everybody out there today that's living for him, he's not really focusing on them. They're already going his direction. He's already mastered their life. Because either you're serving God or you're serving the devil. There is no in between. That's the frustrating part when you see somebody that's trying to live for both. That's frustrating, man. That is absolutely, I mean, that's a daunting task to try to live for the devil and live for God. It is almost impossible. And you can see it on some people's face when they come to church. They look like they're beat up. They look like they're just dragging because they're trying to please two groups of people. They're trying to you know please the, the group of darkness people, the people that are living in sin and doing whatever they want to do, and then we're trying to get over here and please all these people on this side of the fence. And it just don't work, guys. It just don't work. So unity, the definition of unity, is the state of being one. It's oneness. And I'm going to tell you something. Right now in America, if all the churches would to come together and put all of our resources together, We would stop social injustice in its tracks. We would stop the junk that's going on in this country in its tracks. But see, we're trying to do things individually. Churches are trying to do things individually. And it's not that they're not trying to do good things. It's just there's not as much power if just the assembly of God is trying to do something. There's not that much power if just the Baptists are trying to do something. But when you put aside all the names, which we will not have them when we get to heaven, okay, you're not going to stand at the gate and go, okay, I am a Pentecostal. I love, you know, uh, Jesus, whatever. I'm a Baptist. It ain't going to happen when you get to heaven, okay? That's only here. And the reason why we have names like Revolution Church is because the IRS makes us have a name. You can't be a no name. <laughs> You've got to have a name. You've got to have a you know, ID, federal ID number and all that kind of stuff. It's for the IRS. If it was up to me, it would just be, you know, Christian. <laughs> Christ follower, whatever, okay? But we have to have a name. So unity is the state of being one. But Matthew 16, let's look at this real closely, okay? Look at this real close. These are the words of Jesus. He said in verse 17, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being, Ain't you glad that we can learn something from other people than humans? Amen. Okay, that's a revelation right there, that you can learn things without having to ask every time, Dick and Harry. I highly recommend you don't get your advice from human beings first. Go to the one that can give you advice and then ask the Holy Spirit to direct you to talk to some people. That make sure you talk to the right people. I'm saying the enemy can lead you to some people you don't need to talk to too, okay? There's two forces on the earth Okay so we got to be cautious that we Get led by the right one Verse 18 says now I say to you That you are Peter which means rock And upon this rock I will Build my church And all the power of hell will not Conquer it Notice that it said it will not conquer it It did not say that it would not Attack it Big difference there In this world You will suffer persecution, trial, temptation. Timothy put it this way all those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And many of you guys already know that. I don't have to tell you. (laughs) You already know it. You've walked through some persecution. But the good thing about serving Jesus is, guys, we walk through it. Man, you can be stronger on the other side of that thing. Just like when you go to the gym. You can be stronger after a week, two weeks, three weeks. You can get stronger. It's the same thing in the spirit. If you'll continue to trust God. The Bible says in 1 John that it is our faith that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith. Well, how does faith come? Does anybody know how faith comes? Romans 10, 17. The only way faith comes right here. This is, and to me, faith is to the enemy, it's like uh, he wants to come against and take that away from us. Because if he can take our faith and trust in God, he can wipe us out. Okay? But faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. So if there's one book that God, I mean, the devil do not want us to be you know, involved in, it's the Bible. If there's one book that he wants to seem boring, it's the Bible. I mean, we have 800,000 translations. Don't tell me the Bible's boring man there's so many translations get a kid's Bible you know what I'm saying I mean just get a Bible and begin to let that word get in you because the enemy's coming after the word he's coming after that but if you have that when he comes and he pushes you guess what you can do what it's old you go back at him that's what drives him away Jesus didn't use a stick or a rod Jesus didn't use a gun did you notice when he was being tempted after he came out of the wilderness he didn't cock his gun all right I got you, buddy, about to lay you out. No, he could have shot all day long. He ain't gonna take him out. He used the word of God. People, saints of God, you got a problem, move Satan out of the way with the word. It works every time. So Jesus is gonna build his church and the gates of hell will not conquer it. And he said, I will give who the keys of the kingdom of heaven? You. So who's got the keys to the kingdom of heaven? Not God, not Jesus. He's given them to us. This next few words that I'm about to read, if you'll let them sink into your heart and you leave today, you'll be so glad you came to church today. If you'll just do these particular verses that I'm about to read to you right here and believe that it's gonna happen. This is how much weight God has put on us. It is us versus Satan with Jesus living inside of us. It's no longer Jesus and Satan. Why? Jesus already defeated him. He already exposed him. Made a show of him openly right there in his own hometown. Hell. (laughs) He took it, man. Made a show of him. Now it's up to us to make a show of him up here. And this is how we do it right here. Check this out. This is the words of Jesus, the one who defeated him. He said, Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden where? whatever you permit on earth will be permitted where? And he's talking about the heavenly realms, okay? There's like three realms, okay? You have God, his domain, there ain't no demon in heaven. There's no crime in heaven. There's no murder in heaven. I mean, they're doing really good in heaven. But there's another realm that's over the earth right now, and it's a spiritual kind of heavenly realm where the demons and devils, and they kind of, they exist right there, okay? And what Jesus is saying is if we'll forbid it on earth, that means the activity of the enemy that's going about to and fro, trying to seek who we may devour and his little devils and those monkey-like little things that are trying to get in the way of us and Jesus and, and our prayers being answered and our family being restored, our body being healed, finances coming our way. Some, you know, they're trying to stop that stuff. If we will forbid that down here, guess what's going to be forbidden? In heavenly places. He's going to stop it. Now it may take a few days or a few weeks Or a few months for it to actually be seen in the natural realm But the minute you forbid it It stops in its tracks But you got to believe that people Man you're more than just saved You are filled You're empowered God has given you all of heaven All we got to do is walk it out And that's what we're going to build our church on We're going to build this church on the word Of God Because there is no other sure foundation than the word of God. In the middle of the night, the only thing that's gonna cause you to get through a trial is the word of God. Your babies ain't feeling good and you need something to be healed. It's gonna be the word of God. You're going through a a time of depression and the enemy's trying to beat you over the head. What's gonna get you through that? The word of God. It's the word of God that you build your life on. And that's what we're gonna build this church on. Amen? Can y'all say hallelujah, something exciting? Yeah, Jesus' word is good, Okay? How did Jesus demonstrate this to us? Okay, how did he demonstrate unity? Okay, number one, his love for people. He healed the sick, he raised the dead, the sight to the blind, care for the poor, love for the rejected, healed the brokenhearted, went to graveyards. He went to extreme measures to minister to a young man that was in the graveyard cutting himself. Nobody wanted to go out there. Jesus pursued that person. We're talking about a Jesus that pursued people when everybody else ran from them. I'm telling you, where trouble was, you've seen Jesus. When hurt was, you've seen Jesus. Number two, his faithfulness to his father. Did you know Jesus never took any credit for what he did? Never. He always deferred. Matter of fact, when he got filled with the Holy Spirit and he started doing miracles, the Bible says they were going to make him famous when he disappeared to the mountains. He ran to the hills. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. When people are bragging on you, when people are lifting you up, be careful. Be cautious. Because there's something knocking going to do your heart. Pride. Amen. Pride. See, the enemy wants you to swallow that pill. That's right. He wants you to swallow the pill that thinks you all that. Mm-hmm. That you're special. Nobody can preach like you, Nathan. Oh my gosh. I mean, when you preach, the heavens open up. Angels come down. Sit with me. Lift me up on my chair. They may not know it, but I elevate a few feet. Oh, you're amazing, Nathan. Oh, my God, there's nobody preaches like you. I run from people like that. I'm telling you. I'll be deleting that stuff quick. Because the enemy wants me to swallow that. He wants you to swallow it. Pride is the start of destruction in your life. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. The enemy wants to take us out at any cause... But it was his faithfulness to his father. It's going to be our faithfulness to Jesus and always pointing every good thing to Jesus. Now, if you do something stupid, that's on you. <laughs> you can own that. Yeah, man. Oh, man, I know it. I blew that, man. But if it's good and it touched somebody's life and it helps somebody, ho oh, ho. Be quick. Don't be rude and ugly. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be stupid about it. You know what I'm saying? Make people feel bu- man, that was a great message. Y'all shut up. Get behind me, Satan. You know, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to cause me to stop. No, no, no. I ain't talking about that, okay? But let's try to point the conversation toward, man, ain't he good? Ain't Jesus good? He's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Good things that happen are from God. Bad things that happen in our life are from Uno. We are behind that. So his faithfulness to his Father demonstrated to us this love and unity. His uh, desire to see them come to know the Father. His desire to see people. Did you know that Jesus' message to the world Was not love and acceptance? Drink some water. Y'all think about that for a minute while I drink some water. Because I know that some of y'all have to think about that. Mm, Like I said from the get go, guys, I feel like I'm a spiritual coach. So I can promise you I'm going to say some things that you ain't going to agree with sometimes. But check it out in the Word, okay? All right, I'm not going to leave you hanging, I'm going to give you the answer. Okay, and then you can check it out. But Jesus didn't come preaching love and acceptance. That's right. He did not. Jesus came preaching repent Amen. for the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. He preached love and repentance. Right. Okay, if we have this message or idea that everybody's accepted in the beloved and you don't have Jesus in your life, you're going to wake up in hell thinking that you was accepted. Let me tell you something. Repentance is a gift that God gave us. And it was a thing that when we turn and now we're accepted into the beloved after you repent. You first repent, you accept Jesus, and now we're accepted into the beloved. But you ain't accepted just because somebody preached a good little message to you. And you walk out of here? No, 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 no. So let's let's understand that Jesus came teaching repentance in the kingdom of God. He wanted people to repent and turn from their ways. Jesus also did something that we need to do every day. He laid down his life for people. He laid it down, guys. You know, Jesus said that he came to this earth not to do one thing of his own. He came to do nothing but to help people. What would the church look like? Now, that was the body of Christ. And we'll get into that in just a minute. That was the body of Christ, Okay. Jesus was the body of Christ. We got all agree? Jesus was the body of Christ. Okay? Now, he's the head, and we're the body. So shouldn't the body still be doing the same thing it did when he was on, him, on earth as a flesh human being? Amen. It should be, right? I mean, it should be being an example, just like he tells us to, of what he did on the earth. Now, let me ask you this. Does the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm including Revolution Church, do we look like the human flesh Jesus and all the acts that he did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, does the church today look like that Jesus? No. Be, oh, sorry, be honest. (laughs) Be honest, hallelujah. What was that? Whoo, hallelujah. No. We've strayed. We've kind of took a lesser resisted road than the road Jesus is, he traveled I mean, he traveled three and a half years ministry-wise, but that road was tough. But he taught us something, guys. He taught us that no matter what the skeptics say, no matter what the religious people say, people's lives, their health, their well-being was more important. And there's a lot of hurting people out there that are tired of seeing religion, guys. They really want to see the hands and feet of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. The hands and feet of Jesus laid hands on the sick, cast out devils, Healed the brokenhearted, Talked to people that felt worthless. The woman at the well. Them been through five men. Living with number six. Okay. She probably felt like a dirt bag. Jesus took time for them. We've got to slow our lives down. And we've got to know that every life matters. Every human being matters. Not what you can do for me. What I can do for you. Because at the end of the day guys. What if you took up the rest of your life for one person and they came to know Jesus before they died. But you had you had spent thousands of dollars on this individual. I mean, hours and hours of time with this individual. But they surrendered their life to Jesus. Would that be worth it? Because people matter. That's really the only thing that matters. I know we think... The new cell phone matters. I know we think that hanging out with our friends and doing things sometimes, you know, which that is important if we're doing it for the right reason, okay? We, we think sometimes success matters. I mean, we wanna get our business to a place where we're making a lot of money, we're doing a lot of things. It, it can be good if you use it for the right, it can be a resource to help a lot of people. But a lot of times we turn inward with a lot of our, our, our increase and we let it fuel our passion for things. And at the end of the day, guys, the only thing that matters is people. And loving Jesus. Jesus' presence on earth as the body of Christ helped people that had needs. We are to duplicate that as his body today. We do that as we obey him what he told us to do. Now this is what we left off last week and we're gonna kind of kick off from here but Matthew 16 is a very heavy, heavy verse that Jesus says and he just drops down from where he was. We was in 16, 17 through 19. Now we're in 16 and 24. So Jesus ain't far removed from this. And Jesus says to his disciples in verse 24, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, meaning it's a choice, you have to choose. Either I'm going to follow you or I'm going to follow me. But if you're going to follow him, then we read on. If you're not going to follow him, then you stop right there. You've got to make that right. we got to decide, am I really going to follow Jesus? Because Jesus didn't stop right there. Oh, if you follow me, man, it's all going to be good. You're going to go to heaven. Man, woo, okay, hallelujah. Just live a good life. Now he goes on to tell us a little bit more information about if we decide to follow him. He goes on to say, he or she must deny himself or herself. That means we may, we may set aside our selfish interest and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. You know there's one name on earth today that if you speak it in public places will draw more attention, more resistance than any other name in the world. Would y'all know that name? Jesus. Jesus. We can talk about God. We can talk about a higher power. We can talk about that all day long. But if something happens when you say Jesus if that is true in the natural, what is that like in the spiritual? The name of Jesus causes demons to tremble. So when you stand up in your room and there's a sickness, there's a problem, and you stand up there in the name of Jesus, every demon within miles and miles goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You you can't see it, but if your eyes can be open. You would see that they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Because they know who went to hell and defeated them. They know. So when you speak that name, every demon around starts trembling. And they're thinking, oh my God, is he about to tell me to leave? Oh my God, is he about to tell me to get out of here? Then that's when you go on the offense. In the name of Jesus, Jesus took my sickness On that cross By his stripes My baby's healed Devil you get out of here in the name of Jesus The devil Is actually gone at that point Now how you react Afterwards Has everything to do with whether he slams on the brakes And goes well, wait a minute They don't know if it really worked Let me get back over here Whew, Wow that was a close call I thought they was really going to stick with that prayer But they kind of changed their mind and started doubting. Started going, well, it don't look like it's working. I guess that prayer didn't work. So they get to come on back. Oh, thank you. Thank you, devil. Thank you, devil. I thought that was going to kick me out of here. But if you pray that prayer and then you stay with it, Father I thank you in the name of Jesus That your word never fails My baby's healed in the name of Jesus My baby's healed I thank you Father We cut on worship music We worship through the house We worship him all the time We're just thanking him for the answer to our prayers Because his word never fails Friend your word will fail My word will fail But God's word cannot fail It cannot If he said it it will happen You just have to keep faith in it you can't mix doubt and faith and come out with an answered prayer. It ain't gonna happen. No more than you can put flour and sugar and gasoline in a mix and come up with anything worth eating. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. I'm telling you, if you've got situations in your life, your kids are going through something, your family's going through something, your business is going through something, stand up and take your place, man. Drop that joker out of there and stay in. That means after you pray and you got the goosebumps because you you felt empowered to get on the devil right there. Wow! You go after him. Then keep that same aggression. Stay focused. You got to stay focused on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You got to stay after it. You can't get in. Because he ain't going to quit. He ain't going to quit but you stay after him. Boom! 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 Don't get on Facebook and express all of your stuff. The devil has a Facebook account. Amen? And he's listening. He's watching him, man. I'm telling you what you get on Facebook. I just want to say, my Jesus has healed me today. How to make a video? The devil's a loser. He can't have my kids. He can't have my family. You have to stand up and use the Word of God. Do y'all agree with that? Is that good? Hallelujah. So he goes on. He ain't done. Oh man, he's hammering this home, man. My example in living, and if need be, suffering, perhaps dying because of my faith in me. Now he's saying this to people that are thinking about following him, okay? So I mean, if they got any you know, hesitation, they're probably starting to go, I don't know about that dying stuff. I'm right here. Well, he goes on to say this, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life with me for all eternity. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? What will it profit? Gains the whole wealth, fame, success, but forfeits his soul. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Do you know people put their soul up for a price? They get a price tag on their soul. Every day. Including you. And me. It's always fun when you talk about the guy down the street or the hip hop star or the movie star. But no, we all can fall into this. Sometimes we'll forsake our families. We'll f- forsake our gatherings as church people. Put that right there. all. Well, like I've said before, guys, the enemy is the great deceiver. Yeah. That means if you knew you was being deceived, you ain't deceived. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The whole idea of being deceived is you don't know. And I'm going to tell you something. There's so many cares of this world that are trying to get into the church as well as everywhere else. And guys, if we don't handle it properly, the world's going to hell. A lot of this rests on us, how we handle the pressures of life. How we handle what the devil throws. Business owners. We got some business owners here today. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're up for barbecue, my God, this couple right here, oh my goodness. It's called Holy what? Holy Smoke. Holy Smoke. Hallelujah! It's right off the square, and I'm going to tell you right now, we went there. I can testify. This stuff is unbelievable. I mean, the chicken is—you know how some chicken comes out and it's dry after it's been pulled apart and everything. This chicken is like so moist. It's so good. Okay, back to our regular schedule programming. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is good stuff, though. I'm telling you, it's worth going. To, you know, and having you some barbecue. They're open Tuesday through uh, Saturday, right? Wednesday through Saturday Hallelujah But go Go uh, invest in holy smoking Holy smoke Okay Hallelujah. Holy smoke Holy, holy, holy Hallelujah What was we at before I got interrupted? Glory to God Think about that barbecue but, but seriously guys We have the upper hand on the enemy Man that holy smoke threw me all off Hallelujah Glory to God The key is, guys, he goes on to say this, for the Son of Man is going to come in the glory and majesty of his Father with his angels, and then he will repay each one in accordance with what he or she has done for him, not for you. See, everything we do has to be like Jesus. He did everything the Father asked him to do, right? That means Jesus says in the passage, I think in John, he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I ask you to do? I mean, we're not even doing the basics of the Bible. We're not even doing when he says, go into all the world preach the gospel. Be holy as I'm holy. If we'll just begin to do what he asks us to do, he'll actually start doing some things in our life. We think that church attendance is the end all, everything. And if Jesus was to ask us to go to church all day, uh uh-uh, honey, ain't happening, Jack. I got stuff to do today. Wow. (laughs) But that's a fact. We live in a country that, man, it better be 30 to 45 minutes or, you know, we're not coming back. We ain't got time for all this. But we'll sit there and watch a movie for how long? Like this. And then leave and go, whoa, hey, dude, did you see that movie? God, I've been talking about it for days. I mean, seriously, man. I mean, we we'll are watch a game. I'm sitting there watching the Georgia Bulldogs. When I'm watching the Georgia Bulldogs, I, haven't, I never have a temptation to go to sleep. Never. I have a temptation to throw something at the TV, but I never have a temptation to go to sleep. The most important thing that we need as human beings is spiritual nutrition. Amen. You need it, guys. And unfortunately, we live in America to where we don't do it when we leave here. Statistics will tell us. We just don't do it. I mean, like I've said before, you got three to 4% of all Christians that give 10% of their income to the body of Christ? They tithe. Three to four percent. I'm not talking about me. That was That's a commandment from the Lord, okay? Tithe. Bring all your tithes to the storehouse. Give. He said that. And I will open up the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing. What if 100% of all Christians did that? What will we do? Because you can't take it with you when you go. So saving all the money for yourself... Harden it all up and spend it on you you get to take none of that with you but you do get to stand before the Lord and he said what would you do with that, that stuff I gave you those resources well I, I got a house on a 30 year mortgage I paid not 150000 for the house I paid 850000 for the house I did get four or five cars in my lifetime 15% interest so I paid for two cars every time I bought one car you know, are we really going to explain this to the Lord I'm just telling you like it is we live in a, I want an iPad today. And I'll finance the iPad today. You don't have to make a payment until July of 2022. On the iPad, there's no longer going to be any good by the time I start making payments. But because we're in a get it to me now generation, I got to have it. But if what if I get this? What if I took the money that I was going to put in that iPad and I put it in the kingdom? And God knew I needed an iPad. And I let God add the iPad to me. With no strings attached and no debt. Amen. Couldn't God send somebody up to me and say, Hey, brother, I just want to let you know I was praying and God said, I'm going to give you an iPad. No interest. No payments. could God do that with a car? Could God do that with everything in life? Yes. Guys, we have got to get our thinking to think like God. This world has programmed a bunch of robots to think that the only way we can get stuff is we got to go sign that loan. We got to get that loan. Well, I got to have a house right now. If I don't have a house right now, I'll be on the street. Well, you know what? You and Jesus can be on the street together. That's okay. Enjoy the street. Get you a tent. Get them at Walmart. Got campgrounds all over. But keep trusting God to add things to your life. God has said, I want to be your provider, not the bank down the street. I don't know why we're on that right there because I have made the same mistakes all y'all made. I got payments, 19,000 payments. I've been, I've done it all right there with y'all. It just ain't good. Hallelujah. That was to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, hallelujah. Jesus said in uh, John 14, 12. Check this out right here. Jesus said in John 14, 12. This is an Amplified Bible. He says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do. Period. Just park right there. Leave the scripture up, but park right there. Anyone who believes in me will also do the things that I do. Are you, as a professed Christian, Christ follower, doing the things he did? And we're not going to have testimony service. But let me say, let that sink in. Are you really following Jesus? I mean, we see the results of this, the disciples saying yes to Jesus, do we not? In the book of Acts, they all died a martyr's death. Except John. And they tried to kill him and dump him in boiling oil and everything else. They tried to kill him, but he just he died of natural causes. <laughs> but he was, they tried to kill him. But every other disciple, he, they, they were murdered by martyrism. But not until they finished their assignment. So they were actually, they showed that their love for Jesus was more than words, right? They took the message to the known world. Guys, saying yes to Jesus and helping him build his church... And we're going to get into that. Helping him build his church is way more than just saying with your mouth, yes, I'll follow you. It's going to to get dirty. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get nasty. It's going to be uncomfortable. Your schedules are going to be flipped around. I mean, seriously, guys, we look at our calendar and what the church is doing don't match up with our calendar. We submit to our calendar. Our calendar is more important. I'm right there with you guys. I've, I've made the mistake too. But if you in your own heart are going to see revival, we're going to have to say yes to Jesus in a deeper way. Is he really worth giving our whole life for? The disciples would say, if they were up here one by one, yes, it is. But I see a church in America that needs revival. They do. I see pastors in America that they need revival. This consumer mentality has seeped in so long that it has gotten leaders That have bought into the idea That we're not going to teach on some things Because they can be offensive And everything about Jesus was offensive He never went into A place looking for people's approval He went into a place Looking for people to get truth Because truth is what sets you free Not a pat on the back I can tell you that right now We all need pats on the back And we're all going to do that we need to do that, but at the end of the day, it's the Word of God that's going to cause you and me to overcome in this life. Amen. You're not going to get the devil away by crying. You can cry till your eyeballs go bling, bling, bling. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to happen. Tears does not remove the enemy from your life. They do make you feel better sometimes, though. I do like crying. That is good. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not saying a good cry is good sometimes. It's kind of you know. I just. You know, you get humble before God. But tears don't remove the enemy from your life. It's faith in God's Word. The spoken Word of God is what removes the enemy. Ask yourself this. What other action did God take to create the world we live in? What other action other than speaking the Word did God do to create this world we live in? He spoke it. Are we created in His image and His likeness? So what are we going to do to create our world? What are we going to do to frame our world? What are we going to do to change our world? Speak God's word every single day. So real quick, I'm just going to hit a little bit of this and we're going to to kind of wrap it up and we'll just come back next week. And like I said, I'm not in no hurry because we're going to get into some good stuff as we move along. Y'all get anything out of this at all? Are you being challenged a little bit? Hallelujah. We're being challenged a little bit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus makes a bold statement to all those that would believe on him in this life. He is saying that it is going to be a greater day to be able to see what he has done be expressed through his body all over the world. Why did Jesus want to get out of here in three and a half years? Why did he want to hurry and get out of here? Because he knew his body was going to get bigger. You know, it was a skinny Jesus, now it's a big fat Jesus all over the world. man. we in China, we everywhere. His body's going everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We got the potential now to see people get healed in China, people get healed in Saudi Arabia, people get healed in uh, you know, Wyoming or whatever, because we got his body is grown now, and he knew that. But see, if we will carry Jesus like Jesus carried himself, we're gonna begin to see things that Jesus saw. And that was his prayer. He said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Either we believe that or we don't either we believe the fact that we carry Jesus and the same Jesus, the same Holy Spirit today or we don't we're going to build this church on the word of God just like he said but you ain't building it I don't care how big the building is I can tell you what right now in some of these big churches and including ours, if we we don't build it on the word as we grow, we're going to be susceptible to a wind blow and it all fall apart y'all know the three pigs right? The first little piggy went to the house, huffed and puffed. Or oh, that wasn't the piggy, it was the big bad wolf, I'm sorry. Y'all talk to me, don't leave me hanging up here. There you go, man. What's up with y'all? They were in the house. Yeah, they were in the house. All the piggies were in the house, but it, it was, it was, it was straw, yeah. Blew it down. Went to the next house. That big bad wolf, the devil, blew the next one down. But he went to that house, it was made of brick. He huffed and he puffed. Didn't blow it down. Guys, we've got to have houses not only in church but our personal lives. They have to be built on the Word of God. That's the only way you're going to overcome in this life. And I know that that's not a message that, you know, we hang from the can lights and stuff like that we run around the church. I know this don't seem like it's really It's exciting to me because I've seen it work and I, I, just, I just hope it gets exciting to you too. But how do we help build his church? How do we help Jesus build his church? We've got to understand our place in the body of Christ and stay faithful to the assignment that he gives us. God has put into every person special gifts and talents to help advance his kingdom on earth. And Paul writes about this in a letter to the church at Corinth. He uses a human body to illustrate the value and importance of each member. Everybody in this room has a gift and talent. Not just the preacher. (laughs) I'm telling you, you guys are blessed. You're anointed of God to do something great. Not just in the world, but in the church. Hallelujah. He's given you an anointing. And we're going to give you a platform. To do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's got big things for us. So I I, I, I felt like, well, let me look and see how many parts make up the human body. Does anybody know how many parts make up the human body? Come on, you teenagers. Y'all are in school right now. Y'all should know this right now. How many parts? A A lot. What book was that in? Hallelujah. A lot. I like that. But I mean, come on, how many parts make up the human body? We got a nurse in here. Come on, let me talk a little bit. Let me just tell you, you ain't going to get this right. And I ain't going to give you time to Google it, okay? You ain't going to Google it real quick because I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Someone determined that the human body, check this out now, has 100 trillion cells. We've already trumped all the population in the whole world, there's only 7 point something billion people on the planet. So now I'm looking at my brother Roger here. He's got at least 100 trillion cells in his body. Do we have room in the body of Christ for people? Because we're compared to the body of Christ to the human body. So the human body has over 120, 100 trillion cells. It has 206 bones, 600 muscles, and 78 organs. We have about 100,000 hairs. Or at least we we did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) At one time, we had 100,000 hairs. I wasn't going to stop there, but it's kind of like, it's just something poosy, you know. (laughs) And we got about 9,000 taste buds. This helps us to illustrate what the Apostle Paul was saying when he compared us to Christ's body. Because sometimes people feel like they don't have a place. Some people walk in here and they think the only thing that's really important is somebody on the platform. They have this ideology sometimes that God can't speak to you if you're changing a baby's diaper in the nursery. We can't get a word. It's like you know. Well, what do you do in the church? Well, I watch the kids. Sometimes I want to go in there and get a word, but I've got to watch the kids. Like God, in His omnipotence, His greatness can't speak a word in another room. <laughs> I hear this all the time, and I've done. I've done every area of church. Okay. But I've heard people just say, well, look, I need to be in church because I need a word from God. Huh. Wow. So if you're in the church building and God has a special word for you, the only way He can use that word is through the preacher. Gosh, what kind of God do we serve? That's a limited God. No, I serve a God That if you're doing something for him in another area, he will bust a wall down to get a word to you. Does the church need more people in it helping? (laughs) Yeah, yeah we do. We need more people helping in the church. Not for my sake, for the community's sake. We want people to come in this church building and man, we're high-fiving each other. We're getting here early. Man, we're having coffee. We're excited about sitting, hugging each other and just having a good time and then they walk in and go, whew, hallelujah. Man, I like this. I ain't seen this in a few years. Hey, hey, come on in. Let me show you what you... Man, this is awesome. We got kids. Oh, man, you're going to love it up here. I mean, then they walk upstairs and they see the teacher. Oh, oh! we're so glad you're here. God, man, we're going to have a great day today serving coffee. This coffee right here is so amazing. You need to get your Let me fix you a cup. What you like in your coffee? Oh, man. You, yeah. Thank you for coming. Today. You're so awesome. We're just going over. We're just excited. Okay? Because God's going to speak to all of us. I never limit God to a church service. Hello. Really? God speaks to me way more outside this building than inside this building. Why? Because I expect him to, I apply myself to him just like you need to do and will do after today, hallelujah, glory to God, continue on. I want to read a little bit and then we're going to close down, okay, I know I can just go on and on and on, but you guys are so easy to preach to, y'all are amening and saying yes, but I have got so much here, hallelujah, but I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 through 30 and then we're going to kind of, the band can go ahead and come on up, hallelujah and get ready. We'll just introduce ourselves to this and then we'll expound on it next week. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul begins to take us on a journey of what Jesus showed him of how the body of Christ and the body of believers, the human body, they're kind of meshed as one. And starting up in verse 12, he says, For as the body is one and has many members... But all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks whether slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit for in fact for in fact the body is not one member but many you know I got to thinking about this and I was praying yesterday and I got to thinking that sometimes uh, we think that some of the worst things in life is is natural Okay, we think that you know being in jail or in prison, that's a bad thing. You're behind bars, you don't ever get to come out. We think that sometimes that uh, slavery is a bad thing. That's awful, and they are all bad. Okay, I'm not saying they're not. I mean, sex slavery right now going on all over the world, bad. It's bad. Social injustice, it's bad. But I can tell you the worst thing that any one of us could ever experience is to be a slave to sin. To let sin be your master and your Lord. That is the worst thing that we ever could face. So our goal as a, hum- a-, a-, a body of Christ is to take this message to a world that is absolutely in slavery to sin. Because if you can ever get the lights turned on into individual's life... Social injustice will leave. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of slaves, if you was to go back in time and read some of the stories, there's a lot of slaves in those time periods that were more free than the slave owners. They were in bondage. They were free in Jesus. That's a fact. There's a lot of people in prison today behind the bars that are more free behind bars than people that are out here that are not behind bars. It's a fact. I'm just telling you, when you get free in Jesus... The other stuff don't really matter. Because our life is but a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. The decision that me and you've got to make is are we going to follow Jesus? Are we going to accept our place in the body of Christ? Are we going to say yes when he speaks to us and says, hey, man, would you do this for me at Revolution Church? Would you do this for me at Revolution Church? Will we say yes to that? Because you're not saying yes to to Revolution. You're saying yes to somebody else way bigger and better that's going to reward you one day. I'm telling you, the greatest thing we could ever do is bring service to our Lord through his body. And it starts right here in the local church. What we do here will affect what we do out there. I can promise you that. If we do nothing in here, guys, I can promise you things out there will not go as smooth as they could. I believe everybody in this room, and I've told Miss Cindy, I mean, she's a prime example. She has a calling in her life to take food to hurting people. And I've told her from day one, you let that ministry flow through the local church. Because I think everything should flow through the local church. If you believe in me and you believe in my wife as the pastors, this is our part in this body. This is our part. We're just a member just like everybody else, okay? But this is the part that we have in the body, whether that be an elbow, a knee, or a toe, okay? But that's our part. If you believe in us and you believe God put us here, know this, that God will use us to speak through us to help you guys and to be good counsel for you guys. You've got to have good leadership in your life. And I promise you, I don't know it all, but I know Him. (laughs) I will tell you that. I know Him. And he does speak to me, just like he speaks to you. But let everything you do come out and through his body. Let it. Let this be the first thing you do. Some people say, well, I love God, but I just don't really know about that church. I don't know about that church thing. Bunch of hypocrites. My God, they don't don't serve God. Watch it now. Watch it. Watch it. Because last time I checked, the church is full of whose kids? God's kids. That's like you coming up to me and saying well, you know, I love that Nathan and Belinda. They're awesome. But you know that Maverick, Dana, Cayman, and Justin and Caleb, well, other kids, I can't stand them. Are we gonna hang out with them? Uh uh-uh. uh. Are we gonna be like, Whoa, man, y'all are our best friends, just go hang out. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you don't like my kids, you don't like me. People stay at home all the time talking bad about the church, saying they love God. You don't love God. You don't love his people, you don't love God. You are deceived, my friend. I can tell you right now, you know why churches are, are, are not where they need to be? They're full of people. <laughs> They're full of people, man. We jacked up, man. We need help. We need love in each other. We need to help each other. We need to pray for each other. Amen? Glory to God, man. God is good. But I'm going to tell you what, man. The church is alive. And the church is doing good. And the church will be built. And it will do things it's called to do. It will change people's lives. And regardless of the publicity that we don't get as a church, the church of the Lord Jesus is doing more than any other organization on the planet. Okay? It is the only organized religion that invites you to have a personal relationship with the leader of the religion. You know why you can't have a personal relationship with Buddha? He dead. He dead. You know why you can't have a personal relationship with Muhammad? He's dead. But you are invited to have a personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? And it's alive and it's real and it's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Katie. Glory to God. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Well, let's all stand. Y'all been sitting long enough. I can go on and on and on. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you. Next week, we're going to get into individual parts of the body. I'm going to kind of bring that up. Bring it. We're going to talk about apostles and prophets. We're going to talk about all these different gifts that are in the body that sometimes we blow up to be really the end all of everything. You know, I mean, if the prophet walks in, we all go, woo! What about the nursing worker? Woo! We need to do that too, amen. They're all important. We're going to find that out next week as Paul unpacks it. Because I'm telling you something guys Everything that you do in this church Right here Or if this is not your church And you do something somewhere else Man get in there and do it With all your heart Because I'm going to tell you You'll see your business increase You'll see your family increase You'll see your paycheck increase You'll see so many increases Just by being faithful to the house of the Lord It starts right here Let's show the world that we do love each other Let's show the world that we do believe in each other Because the enemy's a liar. Amen? Amen. We have a great family here. And I highly recommend Revolution Church. I'm in favor of Revolution Church. I say sign up, get on in here, and let's get to work. Are we perfect? No. 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 Almost. We're real close. I'm just kidding. But I can tell you what we're striving for. And I'm going to tell you something else. We're going to help people. But we're going to start right here. This body right here is going to be healthy, before we reach out and start helping a lot of other people That's right. We got people inside this body Right now that you're going through some things We're not going to forsake our own And I know that may cross Some people's grain a little bit but listen If I'm not healthy I can't help nobody else Amen. We as a church have to be healthy And there's people in this body that are hurting So you need to come to church expecting For God to touch you That's right. To help each other Amen. Don't say well Lori needs some help uh, let, me, let, me, let me take you to the church. Let me let you talk to the pastor. She needs some help. No, no. She needs some help. God put it on your heart. You help her. You are the church. Don't be waiting on nobody else. Amen? And that goes for everybody in here. Let's help one another. Let's believe God to touch each other's lives. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you for today. We really do thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for moving. We thank you for this word that it goes into our heart. It changes us. Holy Spirit, we're relying on you in the days ahead. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're you're bringing people in here. You're empowering the people that are in here. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are building this church. And I thank you, Lord, that we are going to do what we do for the audience of one. And that's you, Jesus. You know, if you're here today and you need special prayer... I would love to have a chance to pray with you. Maybe you're in here and you're sick and you want somebody to pray with you for healing. Maybe you're in here and you say, well, Nathan, I don't know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, and I want to meet Him. I want to pray with you. I want you to be bold. I want you to come up here. We're not shy about anything. Amen? You need help? We all need help. Amen? But I believe that as the band plays and, and and we sing worship, if you need somebody, we're not going to get up here. It's not a confession time. I'm not going to ask you to confess everything you... No, 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 no. We're going to lay hands on you and believe that God will do what He said He will do. He said He would heal you. Amen? He said He would help you. And if that is you, we want to pray with you. We're going to trust that God's Word does its job because it don't fail. Amen? I mean, if, you, if you're lost, if you lost, if you need to come back to Jesus, whatever the case, if there's something in your life that you need somebody to get around you and pray and believe God for, now's the time to do it. Amen? Don't leave here thinking everything's all right if it ain't all right. Amen? You don't want to be out there and not think to think that everything's all right and it's not. Amen? So as we go into a song, uh, y'all worship God. Thank Him for what He said today. If there was anything good that He said to you, which I hope He did, then embrace that and worship Him for that. But if if anything, stretch your hands forward to this lovely sister. And let's believe God that he's going to touch her and change her. Amen? So let's just pray.